Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to Just Another White Guys podcast. I'm Dustin Jones. It feels like every other one of these I have to apologize for not having been on the show for a while, and, and I, I certainly do apologize. Um, some technical issues once again have uh, arisen with the uh, podcast, but we are back and better than ever. Uh, equipment seems to be working correctly, uh, fingers crossed, and hopefully... We'll get into this uh, as we're going along here on the podcast. Um, since my employment status has changed, um, purchasing a whole new computer at this point uh, kind of seems out of the question. So we'll uh, keep it together with uh, with uh, bailing wire and duct tape and see what we can do and make the best of the situation. I'm excited about some things that we've uh, managed to work out here on the Jog Pod. I have uh, finally figured out how to uh, record incoming phone calls. So I'm going to be able to get in contact uh, with some people that I'm very excited about, have them on as guests on the program here in the coming weeks. Uh, as we get those nailed down, we'll have those details available for you uh, on Twitter. You can follow us along uh, on the sh- what's going on with the show on Twitter. It's at JogPod, J-A-W-G-P-O-D. Uh, find out what's going on. Uh, with the show at uh, that Twitter handle. So, back in the saddle, we're going to talk uh, what's been going on uh, here in Casa de Jones. That was really bad. Was I really hor- shouldn't have said that. That was freaking terrible. I don't know. What should we? What do we call our crib? We don't call it a crib either. The hovel. The hovel. That's inappropriate. If you uh, haven't been able to figure out by now, uh, joining me uh, today is the lovely, talented, beautiful... Sexy, Aww. wonderfully big-breasted. <laughs> that's a that's a shout out to uh, the Howard Stern Show and uh, and uh, the movie uh, Private Parts. Uh, if you if you don't know that reference, but uh, my wonderful, uh, soon to be thirty-nine-year-old wife. Shut your mouth. Your beautiful birthday is coming up this weekend as we record this. Uh, Nikki Jones, welcome back to the Jog Pod Studios. Thank you, sir. It's a pleasure to be here. I guess. <sighs> Oh, you guess? That's hurtful. I, I said I'm, that you are beautiful, hot, you have wonderfully big breasts. You said I was what almost 39. Fact? <laughs> we don't need facts to Factually accurate. This is the factually accurate podcast. <laughs> I know that you don't want to believe that, but that's what we do here on the Jog Pod is we bring the facts, hard-hitting news on this program. Hooray. Hooray. <laughs> So, it's been like a God, million years. Six weeks since we've done a show. Yeah. God, I'm such a terrible human being. But the good news is, usually when I quit, or I didn't quit, but usually when I take a little pause in my creative endeavors, they tend to go away and and never are to be seen again. But will not be deterred with this. Find, right. Finding my way through this technological abyss and. uh <laughs> trying to make the best of the situation (laughs) so it is now september 15th 15th today yes so it's my brother's birthday tomorrow happy birthday jeremy cancer free celebration do we know did we know about his status with cancer at this time last year i don't think he was diagnosed until like october 
So not quite a year. So that's good news. And it's been almost 10 months since we've been to Minnesota. Yes. Christmas was the last and time. And we, we will be rectifying that situation Thursday. in a couple of days. <laughs> For those of you listening in Minnesota, unless you are on the Iron Range, chances are we will not get a chance to see you. And even if you are, we may not. That's true as well. We apologize. It will be a quick trip. Um, if you would like to see us, your best opportunity is going to be to show up in Gilbert on Friday night and come to Devo's, come <laughs> to the sandbar on Main Street, and uh, that's the most likely place that you will find us. We are going up for Nikki's birthday, and as I mentioned in passing, um, I quit my job uh, a couple of weeks, what, four weeks ago almost? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, about four. My last day at uh, Truity Credit Union was August 22nd. Gosh, it's almost been a month. 23rd. I don't know. Whatever day it was. Yeah, something around there. So since I last did the show, um, I, I'm not going to say anything bad about my job or anything like that. I'm very thankful for the opportunities that we had, that I had there. Um. Things didn't go the way I'd hoped that they had would have gone there, and I take responsibility for a lot of that. Um, I think there were some situations that um, that could have been different. Uh, I'd hoped would be different, um, but Truity Credit Union gave us an opportunity to do a lot of fun things. Um, yeah. We, that job came to us at a time where we desperately needed me to find a job. Yes. Um, and it provided for us uh, a nice living um, for several for just over four years. And I'm thankful for that opportunity. And I, I was just burnt out. Working in a call center, um, especially one dealing with people's finances, brutal can be very 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 disheartening and i i don't want to disparage anyone this is a small community and and i don't want to say anything bad about anyone and so i i just i won't that's implying that there's bad things to say no (laughs) it's not it's not bad it's (laughs) i would do things there are things that are done that i would do differently right um and I think just best to leave it at that. Um, I wish I wish them nothing about the best for my friends that are still there. Um, I had the opportunity to be a part of um, the change in the name. Um, some of you may not know, but the credit union I worked at was formerly known as 66 Federal Credit Union, a name it had held um, for decades. And a decision was made to, to make a change to kind of bring um, the other credit unions under, under one name because they're branded in different states as different things. Uh, and I had an opportunity to be a part of the team um, that made that decision. And so for as long as we are here in Bartlesville, I feel like I'll, I can look at that and, and know that I left uh, an indelible mark on uh, that credit union and this community for um, – for years and years to come. And it's something I'm certainly proud of. I know there were a lot of resisting opinions on the, uh, the name itself, but, uh, 
every well, I mean, everybody's gonna have an opinion about a change, so that's just the way that goes. But I was I was pretty excited about it, and uh, I'm I'm happy that uh, I made the change that I've made. Um, thought I was gonna maybe get a little br- uh, a longer break than I got. <laughs> I had a nice three week vacation, um, but you I'm totally certainly tell the story. Thank you. Yeah, that's what I was about to do. <laughs> can I, can, let me build a moment, would you? Sorry. Can we maybe see if we can get Buster to stop barking? One second. All right. I think maybe Buster's done barking. Hopefully so. Uh, so, yes, I was about to tell the story. <laughs> um, I'm all about spoiling, you know, breaking what? what <laughs> breaking thunder. No, that's not the word. <laughs> Stealing your thunder. That's what I'm looking for. There we go. (laughs) God, we are so out of practice. I'm so fail. Okay, go ahead. I'll shut up now. You tell your story. So, I made, we made the decision. You actually made the decision for me. I wasn't really on board at first. Well, I brought it up. Right. And then you jumped on that. (laughs) Well, in fairness, in fairness, if we could go back and look at the emails, my first few emails were, no, I can't quit. Right. So, that was probably more of just a, I have to say it at first so that <laughs> she at least doesn't think that I would immediately just go for it. But actually, no, I, was, I wasn't I was immediately thinking that quitting was the answer because it kind of felt like, it felt like I was giving up because it's easy to stand on the sidelines and, and complain right. rather than be in the trench and, you know, have a shovel in your hand and, and try to make things better but i was just tired of shoveling not gonna lie and we made the decision that um it was time time to make a change without any sort of backup plan no this is what i'm doing next no anything really no plan other than time for me to take a break we'll figure it out so, right around that time, I also hurt my hip uh, doing some work around the house. Did you completely forget about this? I seriously forgot all yeah. about that. So, I hurt my hip, which then, in turn, I messed up my back trying to compensate for my hip hurting. And, and then sitting in an office chair. And sitting in an office more. chair. Just, you know. And I'm so I'm so light. That uh, the compression on my hip just, you know, did wonders. And decided that um need to go to the doctor and got that checked out. Was, everything was fine. It was just, you know, a tweak and, you know, whatever. So gave my notice, but then end up, ended up missing a bunch of days during my three weeks of notice. Which, contrary to what people may believe, I did feel bad about knowing the situation that the credit union was in. A lot of people that I worked with in the credit union over uh, the last four years have also left the department. And so um, there's a lot of turnover and a lot of new people and uh, busy time with summer vacations and things like that. A lot of people weren't at work. Uh, And I I did feel bad about that. Um, But I also wasn't willing to be completely miserable and try to do that job. That job's hard enough to do when you're 100% and everything's going. But uh, when it's not, makes it that much tougher. So 
I I finally made it uh, back in to work, and the uh, chief financial officer, um, a gentleman named Dennis Halpin, um, stopped by. Uh, Dennis is a guy that um, I formed a, a work friendship with. I don't. I, I mean, I don't think we would be a hangout kind of friend. There's you know significant age difference and things like that. But he's a guy that I look up to, a guy whose re- opinion I really respect, um, and a guy that I would talk about things with we had had similar interest in sports and we bonded over those sorts of things and i knew enough about the red sox who is which is his baseball team to you know kind of have a conversation and we'd kind of just you know shoot the breeze when he would stop by the department and dennis is one of the guys that that i'll certainly miss uh, talking with uh, but know that that i could drop him an email and ask him a question or anything like that so on one of my last days he stopped by my desk and we just were having a conversation talking about, you know, what do you have coming up? You know, what's going on? And, um, we started talking about, um, Conical Phillips and Phillips 66, which are uh, places that I've been trying to get my foot in the door, uh, for the last two years. And, you know, just hasn't happened. hasn't worked out. And he mentioned a, an article he had read in the Bartlesville paper, about uh, this uh, learning academy that uh, Philip 66 had decided to launch and he didn't really get into much detail it just it was kind of a passing couple sentences in a long conversation that we had um, but it certainly stuck with me and felt like that was something that I should check into and I really I'm really not one that believes that there are coincidences I kind of feel like there are people that are put in your path or people that you interact with that drop a little pieces of knowledge and, and drop some knowledge, drop knowledge. <laughs> and it's, and it's up to you to pick up on those. And sometimes you, sometimes it's obvious. Sometimes it hits you over the head and sometimes we miss them. And, and maybe those are some opportunities that you might miss out on. But if you're looking and you're listening, you may find um, some intriguing uh, bits of information. And so, um, Dennis and I said our goodbyes. I sat back down at my desk, did some work. I was like, I should really check into that. And so I went on the uh, Examiner Enterprise website and looked up the article and read over it. And it really struck me as a as an opportunity. And as I got to the bottom of the article, I I noticed the dates. And the dates were that they were having two days of this opportunity fair and the dates were Tuesday and Thursday and this is Wednesday afternoon and so basically I had a decision to make was this the right opportunity for me or was it just something that is you know a nice idea well I decided I had nothing to lose because I didn't have a job to go to, had nothing planned. So the worst that can happen is that I go, don't like what they have to say, or turn in my application, or not my application, but my resume, and they don't like it, or there's other better qualified candidates. So went to the opportunity fair, liked what they had to say. Sorry, is that really what they called it, was an opportunity fair? Yep. Okay, sorry. Okay. Is that weird? 
Yeah, it's kind of a dumb name, but that's fine. But it is. It's not a job fair because they right. weren't offering any jobs to anybody. Right. Um, and don't disparage my opportunity fair. I apologize. This opportunity <laughs> fair is going to be putting food on your table pretty soon. <laughs> so I have some GD positivity over there. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, sir. Once again, ruining the flow of my story. <sighs> that's what I'm here for. So anyway, <laughs> I decided that uh, this is something that I wanted to pursue. Put in an, uh, the resume. Uh, m- met with some people there. Got a call uh, that they would like me to come in for an interview. The interview was the next Tuesday. Monday or Tuesday. Tuesday, maybe. Tuesday. Because yeah. the, the opportunity fair was Thursday. My last day was at work was on Friday. Had Monday to do nothing. Went to the interview on Tuesday. And then was selected for the program on Friday. Right. Um, so, I mean, it was really a quick turnaround. And um, there were 66 applicants for the program, a fitting number uh, for Philip 66. Uh, of those 66 people, 10 were selected for this first ever uh, Philip 66 Academy in conjunction with... Um, Tri-County Tech and uh, the, um, oh gosh, Tani's going to kill me if she hears this and I can't remember the name of the um, the business. Key Personnel? The, no, oh. it's Key Personnel, Tri-County Tech, and Phillips 66. Yeah, that's that's good enough. So, um, that started uh, last Wednesday and it's a it's like 16-week program. Um, first five weeks are a business model program where just kind of learning different things about business and how to be effective in a business setting and kind of learning more about who I am. And then they'll start doing some actual on the job training. It is, uh, it isn't a help desk, so it will be, I'm talking on the phone to people again. Um, but it's a foot in the door and that's the opportunity that I've been looking for. It's an opportunity to go in somewhere with a clean slate um and you know it's it's all about making the best of an opportunity and i feel um this is the opportunity that i've been waiting for since i've been here and i'm the only one that can hold myself back on this so get in there and dig and and see what happens and it's one of those things and and i kind of not obscurely but uh what's the right word codedly I don't know kind of a coded Facebook post uh six or six or seven weeks ago. It's a line it's a line from the West Wing, which is mm. you know, I basically live my life according to the Sorkin code <laughs> of uh grandiose <clears throat> monologues and whatever, but sometimes you just gotta jump off a cliff and you know just because you jump off a cliff doesn't mean it's a long way to the bottom. And so here we are and time to make the most of this opportunity. I'm really excited about it. And so that's kind of what has been going on um, with me this last few weeks. And it's been rough. I, I've had to, uh, I had to take a three week vacation and do absolutely nothing. <laughs> and then I had to uh, start going to school for uh, four hours a day. So um, I'm, I'm, it's been tough. I'm having trouble um, 
You are becoming a good little house husband. I'm, I've always been a good house husband. You are a good house husband. So watch yourself. I I wish I was a good housewife. No, I don't wish I was a good housewife. It's just I not what I am. I wish you were a good housewife. Just like maybe <laughs> once a week. It's not my thing. It's not too much to ask, is it? Just <laughs> once once a week. <sighs> hey, you cleaned the bathroom this weekend. I did. That's more activity you've done on a weekend. And it was since, hard work. Since Can before, I just say that? Like, since before the, my birthday. <laughs> What's the deal with freaking little bathrooms? Like, they are harder to clean than big bathrooms, I think, because there's all these little nooks and crannies that hair care products and cat and dog fur can get into and hair and everything well, and else. Since you take after your mom and you got to put on three pounds of hairspray every day, it's. Kiss it my It goes everywhere. Ass. I do not. Okay. It goes everywhere. That's just what it, hairspray does. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Some of us are classy and don't need hairspray. Yeah, well, some of us have crappy hair and don't have a choice. Not all of us have thick, luscious hair like you do, Jones. Some people, maybe if they had, you know, a warmer personality, they would have a nice oh! hair. <laughs> oh. Don't be douche on the podcast. Sorry. I felt like I felt like that was a nice rambling diatribe that I went on there. So if you're still with us and listening, I really appreciate you, <laughs> you sticking it out. <laughs> All 17 of you that care about what's going on. <laughs> um, so what else has been going on? We went to see uh, UFC. Yes. In, was so uh, excited to go. And then it was kind of was not kind of that lame. exciting. <laughs> one of the best fights was the fight behind us in the stands. Yeah, that was a good one. That was... Congratulations. Can I just say congratulations to the security staff at the BOK Center and the uh, Tulsa Police Department or Tulsa County Sheriff's Office for not having a single person anywhere near where uh, they were. Uh, I had seen security and and cops posted around us previously, and uh, then there wasn't any. I would say... There was, it was a good 90 seconds before somebody showed up. and Yeah, and like three, was... there were like three or four guys beating up on one guy. Yeah. I mean, it was mainly two guys, and then some other guys kind of came in. And The worst part was I couldn't get my phone out quick enough to record any of it. <laughs> so I know. How do people catch stuff? Even, like, my phone even... doesn't react fast enough to do any know. of that. They probably didn't drop their phones on the ground and have cracked screens. And That's probably true. Stuff like that. Or maybe, the... they, or maybe they just always have their cameras on. Maybe so. Or maybe they're working... With a newer with newer iPhones than what we're working with too. Maybe that's possible. Are you excited to get a new iPhone? Should we get the new iPhone sixes? Yes. You know most of them are like sold out already. Well, yeah. I mean, we'll wait till the hubbub blows down and then we'll get some. Blows down. I'm having trouble with my words. I'm I'm very baba booey today. Baba booey. <laughs> I keep clearing my throat. Um, yeah. I don't have gigantic teeth or and smelly breath and. <laughs> Well, <laughs> and toe fungus I, I or anything, but I didn't want to bring it up. But <laughs> can I tell you one of the things I'm most excited about uh, uh, over the fact that we are going to take a little road trip this weekend is like 26 hours of Stern in the car. <laughs> this is what my life has come to: is listening to compilations of Baba Booey and actually now that we have Sirius XM, actually listening to the shows. It never gets old because they've been doing the same bits since like what the mid 90s. Same bit since '86. <laughs> <laughs> They're funny every time. Oh, poor Gary. Basically, anytime he says, Gary, well, Gary, can you come in here? <laughs> I'm like, yes, this is about this is to be awesome. Be awesome. <laughs> I guess Gary has an article. And if you're not a Stern fan, you're probably not going to care about this. But this is my podcast, so shut up and listen. <laughs> but if you don't know, so Gary Delabate, no, Delabate, Delabate, whatever. 
So Gary is uh, Howard Stern's longtime uh, producer, and if you watch golf at all, you may have you may randomly hear people scream out "Baba Booey." So that is Gary Baba Booey Delabate. So Gary actually has a feature article in the November issue of Golf Digest magazine about uh, it's Golf Digest is Baba Booey good for the game of golf? (laughs) So. He, I guess, got a oh, photo shoot in there, and isn't it always God, Ricky Fowler like, that they yell that on? Not or, always, but it but seems like him a lot. It's usually like on a par three is usually where oh. they yell it. That's not necessarily for a specific okay. golfer. We've watched a lot of golf the last. We few weeks. watched a like. I don't mind watching golf, but we've watched a lot of golf. Well, it's been an important time for golf. And there's a week we this no golf this weekend, which yeah, is then, fortunate. Is it Ryder Cup next weekend? And Ryder Cup next weekend, and then there's no golf really to watch until the Masters. Awesome. So you're gonna get a little break. Hey, Sweet. you don't have to deal with college basketball. So you have to deal with golf. Okay. It's the little things, Jones. You know the <laughs> biggest mistake we ever made is not getting this damn TV in here hooked up. You could at least, you know, when I'm watching TV out there, you could at least come in here and watch TV. Well, we tried to do it before, and then it wouldn't work. Like, I don't know. Yeah. They screwed up the way it hooked. they hooked it up or something. And I just told them not to bother last time. Oh, well. No. What are you going to do? <sighs> Nothing, I guess. So Bitch we about to, it and complain about it. Yeah. So we went to UFC. That was pretty... I mean, it was... I, I always like being in there uh, during a UFC event. It, it usually has um, a pretty exciting feel, but... The, one of the problems is we went to one of the greatest UFCs of all time. Yeah, like in that March. sucker was badass. And uh, to go to a fight night in Tulsa versus uh, a pay-per-view in Dallas with Johnny Hendricks fighting for the title uh, or fighting to defend his title. It was, uh, or no, it was interim, whatever they were doing. GSP he, gave up the belt and so. So he was fighting to become the champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, like, I think, too, like, I mean, there were a couple of pretty decent, there were. Honest like, to God, I can't even tell you the fights anymore. I know. I don't really remember. Either. I remember there was a good choke out submission. Yeah. Oh, it was and Rafael then, Dos Anjos and Ben Henderson was the main right, event. And the, the horrible stoppage. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but it's fun. Yeah. Something to do. It was over <laughs> freaking early. <laughs> I definitely, I definitely go see UFC again, and I think I'll probably wait until maybe it's a pay per view or something. Yeah, yeah, I think that'd be more fun. I'm guessing Fight Night won't come back to Tulsa anytime soon. Yeah, since they didn't even come close to selling out. Well, I don't think. and I mean they don't, they don't expect to sell out, especially with that card. Um, they didn't really even put any of the upper deck seats on on sale. But I mean, it was pretty. The lower, I mean, what they had on sale was pretty close to sold out. Yeah. So that's it was a decent, a decent turnout. Um, what else has been going on? Anything fun? Had your birthday party. Yeah. The birthday show is still hanging around on my computer somewhere. It didn't sound very good. Mm. Some the, the content was good, but it just doesn't sound right. I think the computer was having an issue. So, And, of course, when we tried to finish up and do our part, it, the computer the just per- decided to go to sleep and not work <laughs> anymore. So, um, Thus, some of the technical issues we have been yeah. dealing with. That and combined with all the work stuff that, you know, it, it certainly was a lot technical, but a lot of it was just me being bummed out about the way things were going down and the changes. and Yeah. But here we are. We're on the other side of that. 
Positivities. Positivities. <laughs> so we're excited for that. Um, football's in full swing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let's save that for a minute. We don't want to get into that quite yet. What are you most excited about uh, about going home this weekend? Just seeing your mom and dad? Yeah, like I'm just really excited to see the family. Like it feels it feels really long. I mean, it's been almost 10 months. So yep. I mean, it's it's a long time, but it feels long. So I'm excited even though it only is this, really Is this the longest we've gone since we've lived here? No, we went a whole year. Did we? Yeah, um cuz we went home for Christmas like it was the year I was done at EBCC. Right. We went home. We weren't going to go home for Christmas. We were going to surprise everybody, and then we just decided to go. Right. And I think it had been a year since we had been home for that. All right. It's. I, I'm not going to lie. The last couple of years just kind of blend together. Yeah, it's a little blurry. Um, but yeah. So I'm just really excited to be home, and I don't know. I just I miss my parents. I miss my family, and decided to get to see Graham and. My, the boys, my cousin's boys and stuff, and her oldest Ashton is, is freaking sixteen. He's sixteen and tall and benching six, or he can leg press six hundred pounds, and like he's just being way too grown up. It's freaking me out a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I was there like I held him as a little tiny baby when he was the day he was born, and now he's sixteen. It's weird. That's your uh, Shut up. Sorry. So yeah, so I'm excited to just. Even though it'll only be two days, really, that we'll be there. Like, I'm just, I'm excited to be there. No, I'm not going to lie. I was totally going to get you one of those $85 pairs of Chucks, but since you're going home, you're not getting anything. Boo. (laughs) Really? No, I'm just kidding. Really? (laughs) Can I just buy them? (laughs) Uh, no. Okay. No, 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 you can't. How about that wild sweatshirt that I showed you? That thing was. I tried to look. Sweet. Like, with the link that was associated with it, just as for the picture. So, I went to the Twitter feed and went through that link to the store. But I couldn't find it on there, so I don't know how much it costs. It's probably oh. like 80 bucks. Oh, well. I need some sort of wild paraphernalia. More paraphernalia. We do need to effort some wild gear while we're home. Yes. Because, God willing, if we... The, way I'm, looking, the way I'm looking at the schedules... Okay, quit hitting this table. You're probably jacking up your sound every time you hit it. Hey. Hey. Why don't you watch your GD mouth? <laughs> I'm trying to help you, Jones. Yeah, well. Yeah, well. How does that usually work out for you? I will punch you right in the face. No, you won't. I will. Are you really going to make a domestic violence joke five minutes before we get into this whole Ray Rice? Yes. All right, whatever. I'm not really going to. That's why. Yeah. Mm. Besides, there's no video camera, so who's going to see it? <laughs> that's right. So it's not going to matter. It doesn't count if it's not on video. That's right. Um, I lost my train of thought. Oh, wild games. Yes. Yeah, I mean, depending on how the schedule works out, we should be able to go to both of them. Even if I have to work on that Friday. Eh, the Friday one might be tough. The Saturday game on the, the two weeks before, the early November game, we should be able to go to. Just have to see about the Black Friday game. Kind of just depends on what they want me to do for work. Gotcha. Nino Niederreiter signed a three-year deal. That's I'm, exciting. I'm pretty pumped about that. I like Nino. So that's a Russo. Russo commented that it it seems like the the smartest play on both sides because to to try to try to hold out for a much longer deal is probably not beneficial. And the three-year time frame, you know, 
gives him some security, but also allows him to develop. So where three years from now, you know, he could cash in if he is, if he really takes his game to a next couple and then another notch or two up, it really be in line for a payday. Which can I just tell you, like, I'd be really surprised if he doesn't like, he just has the makings of something special. Yeah. That's which kind of makes me feel like we should lock him in for a longer amount of time, but <laughs> cuz we're totally going to get screwed and lose him once he no. gets really good, but the thi- Here's the thing though. He had a big money offer to go play in Russia. Oh, did he? And he yeah. He had a big big money offer to go play in Russia, and he said, "No, I want to play in the NHL. My heart is with Minnesota." Awesome. So, here I am. They just it's a matter of getting everything worked out and so here he is. Darcy Kemper, on the other hand. He's probably gone, huh? He's Well, here's the thing. He's a restricted free agent, so he's not. he can't be gone. Oh, okay. He can sign a deal with uh, the KHL and go play in Russia, but the Wild still has his rights, so he can't just decide to not, you know, he can't just go to another team if he doesn't sign before training camp. Gotcha. Um, the problem is he wants a one-year deal, um, a, a one-way, one-year deal. Um for eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and the Wild wants to sign him to a two-year deal, the first year, a two-way deal. And if you're not a hockey fan or don't understand hockey contracts, or even if you are, are a hockey fan and you don't understand hockey contracts, that's me. I don't understand. A two-way contract essentially means that um, you he'll have two two different salaries, an NHL salary that he'll get paid if he's on the big club and playing, and a different lower salary if he is playing in Iowa, which is oh. the farm team. He wants a one-way deal, which means regardless of him playing in Iowa or St. Paul, he gets paid the same either way. Which I can't really blame him for. I mean, it sucks, but I mean, I can't blame him for because he played really, really well before he got injured. Right. And so, like, it's not his fault that we are locked up in our no, goalie situation. It's, it's not, but... And he was a pain in the ass to get signed to his entry-level deal. Right, so maybe so that's just who he really is. it's not really a surprise. Um, and, you know, his agent wants to get him the most money and the best deal that he can, um, especially knowing that the sample size is small and he's had three concussions in two years. Right. Um, you know, if he gets, if he signs a two way deal and, you know, gets hurt in the minors, you know, he's going to make a lot less money and, you know, then maybe he doesn't have the opportunity to cash in. So, um, it, I wouldn't be surprised if he signs a, a deal and goes and plays in Russia with an opt-out to come back. Um, and then I'm guessing that the Wild um, keeps Ilya Brzgalov on uh, on speed dial in case something happens to Hards or, or Backy. And, you know, the way things go, that's, that's not uh, out of the question. Uh, all accounts are that, uh, that Josh looks really good. Awesome. Um, in the uh, unofficial captain's practices that they got going on. Training camp starts on... Everybody reports for training camp on Thursday. (laughs) Open practice officially opens on Friday, which means there is a preseason hockey game next week. Holy crap. Which means... But it should only be like 20, what, 3 or 24 days? Wild open up in 24 days. Yeah. So... Yeah, you're, you're going to get a break from golf, but it's going to be wall-to-wall <laughs> hockey for the next eight months. So, But at least hockey doesn't take the whole freaking day. No. Like, golf takes no. four days all day. Yeah. Like, all Saturday, all Sunday. But it's glorious. 
That's a crazy looking sneeze. Sorry. I thought you were going to blow the front of your face off there for a second. Blew out my ring a little bit there. Yeah. All right. All right. I have to get to this because I'm so mad. You've taken a long time to get there. I'm shocked. I know. I've been trying to figure out what I want to say. Mm. So, unless you've been living under a rock, <laughs> you uh, are aware of the interesting uh, and sad week that the National Football League has had. Um, there's not really a lot that I can say that is going to be profound or, or anything different than what anybody else has said. Um, it's, it's, it's really frustrating and I kind of feel like I'm at a loss because what do you do? Um, Ray Rice, obviously the video was very disturbing. It's more disturbing to me that it wasn't, um, that the NFL didn't step up months ago when the first video came out. Uh, how exactly do you think that she ended up on the ground like that? Um, that it's a pretty big leap of faith to just assume that, well, maybe she tripped and fell and hit her head and heard talking heads talk about that. Oh, we got to wait till see what the rest of the video is and whatever. There, there really isn't any other way that that could have gone down. Right. Um, Anyone that knows me knows that I deplore uh, violence against women. It is on. It is one of the worst things that a, that a man can do. Um, someone disagreed with me when I posted this on Facebook, but to me, it's it's as bad as child porn. It's as bad as um, it's as bad as rape. It's as bad as a, being a pedophile. It's it is absolutely unequivocally unacceptable to strike a woman never ever ever and i read something on twitter just before we did this one in five men admit to striking their wife or girlfriend one in five that's a sickening statistic and It really, really pisses me off. And my mom scolded me for putting F words on uh, my Facebook. <laughs> and so I will try to not yeah. use the F word here. But it really, really bothers me. And for these tax-exempt billionaires who don't live under the same tax codes as other businesses. It's bad enough that the, all these billion dollar businesses already get all these tax breaks, but the NFL has an antitrust exemption, which basically means that they, they're a monopoly and they get to be a monopoly and they, they're just, you know, they just get to do whatever they want. And Roger Goodell has made poor decision after poor decision after poor decision when it comes to this, the handling of this. That was bad enough. Then this Adrian Peterson story comes out. And 
it really felt like the Vikings were going to be proactive about it, get him off the field, decided to deactivate him. Bravo. That's the right thing to do. And then they get their asses kicked. And the news breaks today that he'll be back for the next game. Amid a police report that says he beat his four-year-old son. I'm sorry. He disciplined his four-year-old son with a tree branch, a switch. A switch is something I'm familiar with. Um, I never had a switch taken to me. I remember my grandpa talking about going and getting a switch. That never happened to me. I was spanked a time or two. Um, I wholeheartedly disagree that the only way to discipline your child is to strike them. It is a parenting decision. If you want to spank your child, I don't know that that is the choice that I would make, but I'm not a parent. I'm not going to tell you how to parent your child. According to the police reports, I think this has gone beyond that. He has bruises and cuts on his back and his legs and his butt and his scrotum and defense wounds on his hands. What possibly, what could a four-year-old child have possibly done to deserve that level of discipline? That to me says bad parenting. And for the Vikings organization, for Mark and Ziggy Wilf to not have the balls to get up in front of the media today and confront this and send out Rick Spielman to talk about this and their coach to talk about this is absolutely gutless. And the only way any of this stuff changes is for people that spend money on the NFL to stop doing it. It's the only way any of this changes. To stop spending money, have to stop watching the games, have to stop going to the games. Um, a guy that I worked with at KFAN, uh, Doogie, uh, Doogie Wolfson posted on Twitter today the ratings for the game. The rating for the Vikings game on Sunday did like a 34 share which basically means 34% of all TVs were watching the game and you got to figure there was another what 50,000 people at the game so to to continue to support the NFL and to, con- to continue to support all of the things that have gone on. You have Ray Rice. You have Ray McDonald. You have Greg Hardy. You have Adrian Peterson. That's just the shit in the last few days and weeks. The Minnesota Vikings have 44 incidents of criminal activity just on their team alone in the last 10 years. 44 instances of crime. The lowest team is 11. The average 
is like 23 incidents of crime. From DUI to spousal abuse to reckless endangerment to gun possession to drugs. It's a very disturbing trend. And it's a scary trend. And people laughed when Mark Cuban, the owner of the Dallas Mavericks, came out a few months ago and said, you know, in 10 years, the NFL may not be what it is. And one of the things that he pointed out was player conduct. Because player conduct will affect public perception. And when public perception changes and a negative attitude starts being put on that, the negative attitude then turns over to people going at sponsors. And that's where things change. Economics dictate how these things will change. And we are starting to see some of that pushback. Um, last night, Radisson Hotels, um, for anyone that has um, watched the Vikings press conference, will have seen the Radisson logo in the background. Um they have suspended their partnership and sponsorship with the Vikings. Um, Nike has pulled all Adrian Peterson merchandise from its Twin City stores. And Anheuser-Busch has, which, I mean, Anheuser-Busch is, when you think sports, one of the first things that you think of is beer advertisements. For sure. And Anheuser-Busch are those beer advertisements, essentially. Um they have put out a statement that says they are not happy with mm -hmm. the handling of all of these issues. And they are continuing to closely monitor what is happening. Money talks, but the NFL hasn't hardly said anything. They put out a 14 word statement in the last 48 hours, even I think longer than that. But when the money stops rolling in, that's when people are going to have a problem. Don't you think that they like that they think that it's just going to blow over? Don't you think that they have some Oh, absolutely. Like they totally they totally believe that if they just keep their mouth shut and their heads down, it's going to blow over. They're they're just hoping that the next thing happens and they'll get brushed aside and right. you know, in this world of this 24-hour news cycle that we live in where you know, it's the next story and the next story and the next story that right. there's going to be something else that somebody's going to glom onto and then that's the next thing that we talk about. Right. But I don't think this is going away. And, you know, I think it would take a pretty big thing to happen for this to get knocked off the, the front page. I mean, I, we'd be talking, you know, something really bad. Well, and I even speak like from my own thoughts on it, like there's been player misconducts in the past. There's been issues with violence or with, you know, whatever. I mean, there's been lots of stuff over the years that have been, you know, like, I mean, if you're from Minnesota, like the whole freaking love boat crap. And like, I mean, there's just, there's been a lot of stuff over the years that, it's questionable behavior and none of it has made me feel or changed my thought about, um, about football until this year. Like this, the stuff that's finally blown up with Ray Rice, the, um, just with Adrian Peterson with who's the other guy, the 
Hardy, is that his name? Yeah. His, yeah. Greg Hardy. Yeah. Like, I don't know the other guys' names as well. Cause, and know. Ray McDonald of the 49ers. Right. And so, like, with those guys, like, there's just a different... And I don't even know that it's so much that there's bad behavior. It's that it's the reaction to the NFL. And maybe, too, because we watch Olbermann every night and he's so pissed off. Like, maybe that's rubbing off on me and making me more pissed off. I'm not sure. But, like... I care the least about football that I ever have since I started watching football, which was like in 93, I think I started watching football. I have, I barely care about it. Like we watched red zone. We watched our normal Sunday red zone on, on Sunday and I didn't really care. Like it was fine that we had it on, but I wasn't like super excited about it. Yeah. Like, cause normally, I mean, especially at the beginning of the season, like I am so pumped for football to start. I can't wait because I love fall foot. Like there's something about like fall and the weather getting cooler and football. And like, it's just, it's so like Americana, like, right. and I'm not an Americana sort of, you know, person like that's not really me, but like, I just get, it's just, I don't know. Like it doesn't feel like it's fall. It kind of feels football. like it's, it kind of feels like it's flowing into what I kind of feel are the, is the best part of the year where, you get football and then you get hockey and then you get holidays and it's family and there's yeah. all this good stuff it's a really that's coming warm up sort and of feeling yeah even though the weather's getting cooler like there's a real warmness about it. it's all pumpkin spicy you know and it feels like someone just took a big giant shit right in the middle it kind of kinda does you know like because i mean adrian peterson is so freaking talented like he's he's so unbelievably good on a football field and because somebody is super talented, I think that we have I think that we expect that they're going to be better than they are. And so he's still he's a flawed human being. They're all flawed human beings. They have like I think it was Mike Golick who was talking about it on um on Mike and Mike this morning about how like these guys all have the same problems, you know, like that, you know, that you have or that, you know, like some, I mean, they have different economic situations because maybe they're making more money or whatever, but like they still have the same sort of problems. They have the same sort of difficulties in relationships. They have the same, you know, like it's not that because they have money and because they're talented in a particular area that they're automatically better, um, that they're better people. Like, and I feel like we, there's a real need to put a star athletes, or just celebrities in general on a pedestal. And it's so disappointing when you find out that they're not as, they're not what you always hoped that they were because like with a, like a guy like Adrian Peterson, especially, and maybe it's because like I'm a lifelong suffering Vikings fan, you know, like he's so good on the field. Like, why can't he be that good in his life? You know, like, because ultimately, like, my thought is that regardless of whether he meant it as abuse to this kid, like, I honestly believe, I believe him when he says that he doesn't think that he is a child abuser because I don't think he thinks he is. No, like, I don't, I don't think he thought what he was doing was abuse. No, the problem that's a is whooping. he's wrong. Right. Absolutely. And Chris Carter's stuff that he said on, what was it, NFL Today? On or Countdown. Countdown. Like, when he talked about, you know, like how basically like intimating that he was whooped as a kid right. and his mom did the best she could, but he's not bringing that mess onto his kids right. and teaching that to his kids. And like, I so wish Chris Carter 
like besides the fact that i mean i just like chris carter's a flawed guy too but like i feel like he is a man of integrity and he brought a lot of integrity to the vikings when he when he was there like he was a real mentor to guys coming up well and the vikings gave chris carter a second chance at a career yeah chris carter had gotten himself out of the league with his problems with substance abuse and he's up front of that up front about that and he's a guy that made the most of a second chance but his his crimes or his you know his baggage were things that he was doing to himself and he talked about how his mom did the best that he could raising seven kids by herself and you know it's a cultural thing and a southern thing where these sorts of whoopings take place and Charles Barkley said, we do things differently in the South, and you can't judge us for doing that sort of thing. And, you know, I hear it over and over again, and it just pisses me off this, well, this is how this is what happened to me when I was a kid, right. and so I don't see how that anything can be wrong with it. And spanking a kid is the only way to keep them in line. That is bullshit. Right. There are 80-some scientific studies that show absolutely zero correlation between spanking children and improved behavior. And in fact, it shows the opposite. Children that are spanked, not not all of them are beaten, but children that are spanked or have corporal punishment used against them are less likely to be well-behaved. They're more apt to be violent. They're more apt to have distant relationships with their parents. They're more likely to hide things from their parents. You can think all you want about how you want to raise your child and how you want to discipline your child. But if you think because you got spanked or you caught a whooping or you caught a switch when you were a kid and that that's what you're going to do with your children, that's your choice. And just because you think you turned out right and there are I've heard things about, well, this kept me out of jail or this kept me off the streets. Guess what? Jails are full of motherfuckers that caught whoopings. You know, it's not, it's not people, people that are in jail. It's, it's not exclusively for people that weren't spanked. <laughs> right. I, I don't know if people realize that that's not how that works. And honestly, like economically, like weapons generally happen more in poverty. Like, because, and I think that is because it is a, there is a cultural aspect to it. It's also an education aspect uh, and like, and so if you if you have more economic resources to you if you have better education you have better opt opportunity to learn other ways to parent and so maybe they don't know other ways like i don't think adrian peterson necessarily has that sort of an excuse because he obviously i mean he grew up he may have grown up in poverty i don't really know his background but like he he is certainly not in that now but that doesn't mean that his mindset has changed but i feel like I don't know. Like It's I the t- ultimate nurture versus nature yeah, sort yeah. of thing I lost where I thought thank you for you, picking it up. You have you've lived in this cycle and you this is how things happen for you, therefore this is what you know, this is for therefore this is what you carry forward. And that's the same sort of cycle of violence that you see taking it back to the Ray Rice issue. That's the same sort of systemic treatment that you see with other types of abusers right and i'm not saying that ray rice is a serial abuser if he had anything that like this that happened in his life but it all ties back in 
we have become a increasingly violent culture. Yeah. And I am fully aware that I am part of that. Hell, earlier in this podcast, we talked about UFC. We spend money to watch people go punch themselves in the face. The difference is both people walking into that cage know that they are signing up to get punched in the face. Right. And they are doing it as a sport. If you don't understand UFC and you think it's just two two dudes beating each other, you don't know what you're talking about. It's an athletic competition. It's not all about hurting someone. It's using different techniques and martial arts. There's... And that's why I like but, UFC is because their skill. Like until when I saw the skill, then it was something that I could appreciate. Right. And that's you, why I like UFC. Yeah. There was a time where you thought UFC was just absolutely barbaric blood sport. Yeah. Wanted nothing to do with it. And I think its origins are that a sure. little bit. I mean. Some of it is. Yeah. But it's evolved into something more than that. Absolutely. And, you know, I like violent movies. I like, I don't really play video games, but I understand the appeal of, of video games um, we're a violent culture. Right. And we have all of this history of bad things and whoopings and all of that. You look back, it's all come through the generations. But there are things that have happened in the past that are bad that we don't do anymore. Right. So maybe it's time to reevaluate if that's the right thing to do. Right. Because ultimately, like, I'm not anti-spanking or anything, and we don't have kids, so it's like, I can't judge, it, it's hard for me to judge somebody and discipline a parent. You know, like, my closest thing that I have to that is babysitting, and that's not being a parent. Like, that's a different deal. And so, like, I understand that, and I understand the frustration that comes when you're trying to get a kid to listen to you, and they don't. And, like, I understand that. But, like, I... I like I said, like spanking isn't that big of a deal to me. It's when you're beating the living crap out of a kid. Like I don't see the benefit of that. Like I can understand. And cause I don't even think that a spanking has to hurt. It's just more like, like even like what we do with bus where we're like, eh, or, you know, like we kind of try to distract him from what he's, it's almost like pushing them off of the path around and putting them someplace. It's like a redirection almost. Yeah. And so like, it's something to grab their attention and then you redirect it, you know? And so like in that context, I don't see any problem with that. I was spanked as a kid and like, and I'm totally using the same argument that you said, you know, it's dumb. Like just because we did it in the past doesn't mean we do it in the future. But like I was spanked as a kid, but not ever to excess. Like, I mean, I think, and I mean, my parents, I mean, my mom especially has a temper, (laughs) especially when we were younger, like, and I think there were times when she had to walk away from us because she was afraid she might beat us, you know, like, and not because she wanted to just because she got carried away. And so like, ultimately, like my thought with particularly with the Adrian Peterson thing is that at the very least, since there appears that there may be some sort of pattern here, like in 2013, there was an allegation made against him. He obviously like he cracked one of his kids on the top of the head and cut him open and whatever. And so in his mind, he may be viewing that as the kid was misbehaving. And I, you know, like, like the old adage, you know, like when you're driving in the car and you, your parents are driving you and you're all in the back seat and you better stay out of the way of whatever your parents arm can hit behind them. You know, like, you know, like that maybe it was that sort of a thing, but he, I mean, he's a big, strong, like he's a strong guy. So, you know, like, I don't know if he knows how to gauge that, you know, I mean, you're hitting a four-year-old kid, you're not hitting them with NFL force, you know, but so like at the very least, Adrian Peterson, I think for his own benefit, 
like regardless of his NFL career and rep- repercussions of anything with that is that he needs to have education about how to about parenting about anger because like I don't feel like you can hit a hit some anything in as mu- as much as he hit that little boy and not have anger like yeah. there was anger in that like that I mean the kid had defense wounds on his hands like that was anger and so like maybe it started as like I'm going to teach you a lesson but like he was frustrated and angry and he beat the crap out of that kid with a switch you know like he needs to have some education maybe some counseling some re-education on how on his parenting skills he maybe needs to be taught parenting skills you know just because he just because you can make a kid doesn't make you a parent right and just because he's a great athlete and can make good decisions on a football field doesn't mean he can make great decisions in his in his regular life i mean you see that all the time like i mean there are plenty of of amazingly talented athletes out there who make all this money and then they blow through it right away because they don't know how to manage their personal lives. They know how to be great on a football field or on a on their court of play or whatever. They know how to be good there. They don't know how to be good in the rest of their life. And so like, I feel like at the very least that that's something that needs to happen for him just because I don't think he, because I don't think he thinks he did anything wrong. And so like, well, in, the text message excerpts that we've seen yeah. certainly don't lend to any real... There's no apology. There's no... No, it was like the kid was screwing up, so I gave him a whooping. Like, the, that's the, the way it is. The older the older incident um, that is the newest one that we found out about, he basically invoked, if you don't like what I'm doing, come get your kid. I don't need you coming up on me like your child protective services. Right. So, I don't know. That text bothered me. And, of course... It's we're getting parts of stories and we're getting, you know, these sorts of and we're but here's where I get frustrated with people talking about, oh, it's the media. Oh, it's the media. Guess what? All the stories are out there. If you only take what you see on a three minute sports center news story or a glance at headlines, sure, you're just gonna get a little piece. Or if you just see what is if you're just scrolling through Twitter and taking little, you know, chunks off of a timeline. But there are stories out there. Do your research. Read about things. There are more. There are other angles, and there are other information out there. Right. Because I think like the reason why there hasn't been as much outrage about Adrian Peterson as there was with Ray Rice is well, for one, like I mean, the Ray Rice video was everywhere. You couldn't not see it last Monday. Like you couldn't avoid it. Like whether you cared about football or not, like you were watching this video, and so like it was there in your face. You couldn't help but see it. But I think, like, with Adrian Peterson, for one, like, people had to seek out the pictures of the little boy. And two, like, there is this, I think it's a little bit of a cultural thing as well that what happens in your family home is in your family home. And so, like, how you raise your kids is your own business. And so, like, I understand that, but, but, you can't look at the pictures of that little boy, hear the damage that he has on him, and think that that is an acceptable way to punish your child. Like, you can't, that is not, and whether Adrian Peterson thinks it is or not, you, that's not an acceptable way. Like, he needs to learn a better way than and that. And the problem with people saying right to privacy, right to privacy, right to privacy, guess what? He lost his right to privacy when he became indicted. Yeah. It's a criminal indictment. It's not 
TMZ. It's, it's not TMZ now. pulling pictures and going, oh, look what happened. No, he was indicted for a crime. Right. And a crime that, interestingly enough, if he was living in the state of Oklahoma, he would probably not be indicted for because did you know that Oklahoma has uh, exemptions carved out within its uh, child abuse laws that you are allowed to strike your child with a switch or a wooden really? spoon or... Uh, yeah. So yeah, if he was living in Oklahoma where he went to, uh, college, he probably wouldn't be in trouble. So, um, and I don't think, I don't think this case ever gets to court. There'll be some sort of plea deal or something. Um, I don't think he'll ever see the inside of a jail other than, you know, the, I doubt he ever actually saw the inside of a jail cell when he was in Montgomery County, um, when he turned himself in and, and posted bail. Um, and honestly, like, I don't, I don't know that it requires jail. No. Like, I think that there are people that are calling for that, but I don't know that it does, but I definitely think it requires reeducation. I think he needs to learn better parenting skills. Yeah. And so like, you can't change what's happened in the past, but he can change it going forward. And so like, I mean, apparently this guy has like 50 million freaking kids. Like you just hear about kids all over the place with this guy. He had a so, kid, he had a kid that died earlier this summer because of a domestic violence issue, not because of him, right. but because of another person. And I mean, so that, yeah, like you would think that that would be a wake up call, but he didn't even, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not really that familiar. I know like, I know like CNN had like headlines of that story yeah. with the little boy that died earlier, but I don't know enough to really talk about it but anyway he's yeah. he's a heck of a running back but apparently he's not he's kind very, of a piece of crap appara- human being, apparently I think, he's maybe. not uh apparently he's not very skillful at either you know bagging it up or uh you know and when he's about to finish and pulling out for so. reals like but, dang you know it, it, it's such a frustrating situation and you know everyone's covering it from all angles and so what we right. have to say about it ultimately it's doesn't new. doesn't matter but guess what this is my show and these are the things that are <laughs> bothering me and this is what you're going to get <sighs> so having said that um there's going to be more that comes out about this i absolutely don't think that he should play this weekend um i think it sends a terrible message and i know, think he's going to though the unless vikings, the league six steps in the vikings have already shown in the past that you know they they're continually con- contradicting themselves in this situation and ultimately it comes down to money chris cook didn't make enough money and wasn't important enough a player uh, for it to matter that he was sitting on the sidelines or the other i'm i'm forgetting the, the aj 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 anderson or aj i can't remember his name somebody um I who got remember released him and, on the team <laughs> so yeah. you know governor mark dayton's come out against this and well who gives a crap what dayton has to say but most people in well, Minnesota don't give a crap what Dayton has to say. <laughs> Governor Dayton was one of the biggest supporters of the financing of that stadium. Right. And could there be some sort of well, pushback? I mean, Would they say, eh, maybe you don't need that fund? You know, is there, is well, there a bill that can be passed to, you know, interestingly, cancel out that funding? Well, then, then they leave, I'm sure, if they can. But, but at this point, at this point, do you does it, would anybody be truly sad with the amount with the clusterfuck of an organization that this has been? Uh, I don't know, but I mean, it'd be interesting too because there were some rumors that the University of Minnesota might have some things to say about it as well. Like, I mean, they're yeah, using their find stadium a, right now. Go find another place to play. Right. 
<laughs> go up to the what is it Minnesota or the National Sports Center up in Blaine. <laughs> yeah, you can get a, you can get a good uh, fifteen thousand people there. Maybe put up some bleachers. That'll be. Uh, I've been in that press box. That would be. I'd like to see someone from NFL on Fox have to try to call a game up there. I've called games. I've called soccer games up there. It's you know I mean, not exactly not exactly uh, great uh, great digs. I don't know. Doesn't aren't there any other colleges that have not that big? What is what does St. Cloud State have? I don't know. I don't know. I get my buddy Dana Wessel on, and we'll talk about that. I'm sure. I'm sure he would just love to spend 25 minutes talking about the Vikings. I'm, <laughs> I, I have to think that he is uh, extremely even, happy to be out of the uh, sports radio world these yeah, days. No doubt. Well, I mean, besides this whole business, you know, like, I mean, there's not much to say that could take up 25 minutes of with the Vikings. Like, right. there's not much to say there. <laughs> so this is a story that will continue to evolve, and ultimately. It's sports, and it is it is it important in the grand scheme of things? Probably not, but there are larger issues that these larger brings up. social issues. Yeah, yeah, there are, and it's not. I don't think it's sports' job to change things, but sports has been an avenue for social change in the past. Right. So it's not unprecedented that it is called upon um, to, you know, be a be a be an example or be a leader uh, in in social change. So with that said, let's wrap it up here today. We This is night two of trying to get this damn podcast done. <laughs> uh, computer issues continue to snake bite um, the job pod. Um, I don't know. Anybody out there listening want to contribute to a new computer so I can put these out more? <laughs> um, get at me uh, on Twitter or uh, Gmail and... Uh, I would certainly be happy to take some donations <laughs> to get a stupid computer. Um, we're headed up to the Iron Range. Yeah. Uh, in, uh, well, geez, it's Tuesday night. So uh, 48 hours from now, we'll be. We'll be all. We'll be, hopefully, we should be. There. Well, we'll 48 be, hours from now, we should be in Minneapolis. Hopefully so. Hopefully. Fingers we'll, crossed. We'll wave at you as we go by. That's right. The hardest thing about the drive up there is that Minneapolis. Like this, it feels like that should be the Saint Paul is home. Like my family all lives up in on the Iron Range, but Saint Paul is home. So we get there, and I'm like, "Oh, well, sweet. Let's just go to our apartment that we don't have anymore." And our apartment that we haven't been in for five. years. I know it doesn't feel like it's that five years though. Sometimes it does. Yeah, but so like that last what three hours or whatever. Oh, just brutal because it feels like you're home, and you're not. Nope. So we're going to wrap it up. Thank you for uh, sticking with us. Thank you for being a part of the program. Always remember you can join in, uh, follow along with the program. Hit me up with an email if you have anything you want us to talk about. I'm working on lining up some guests in the very near future. My buddy Dana Wessel, who works at K-Twin in Minneapolis, is going to be on the program uh, coming up pretty soon. And a couple of more surprises as we move along. Um, Thank you again. Always appreciate the support and the love and we are out of here. I'm Dustin Jones. <laughs> I didn't have my damn mic Jeez. on. <laughs> I, finally, I finally was going to remember how to finish the bit. I know you actually threw to me. All right. Do it again. Take two. Uh, we're out of here. <laughs> Thank you for the love and the support once again. I'm Dustin Jones. I'm Nikki Jones. You're listening to Just Another White Guys podcast. Always protect the five hole. It's just me against the world. 
Yeah.